Welcome back, folks, to another episode of Business from the Bass Boat presented to you by Rec Lending. And guys, today we have a solo show talking a couple of things. Uh, but first, I wanted to make a comment just on what we've seen so far from a live fishing perspective. We had a show last week with uh, Bailey and Andrew talking about the different things. This weekend, we kind of saw the final day of the Bassmaster open on Lake Ouachita, where the beginning of the coverage, I just tuned in in the morning and then I tuned in the afternoon, but the beginning of the, the coverage in the morning, it was guys really just forward-facing sonar, right? Just you see your typical guys looking down at the bottom of their screen and uh, making it fairly difficult to uh, entertain, in my opinion, from that perspective. But then you saw later in the day, guys, uh, the guy who ended up winning, uh, forgot that, should probably pull that up right now. Um, local there to Ouachita, one throwing a trap, it looked like in the grass, which was awesome to see some of that happen. And then also shout out uh, to, that was Jeremiah, John Jeremiah Johnson Kindy won that open. Uh, shout out to, let's pull up the results here. We had uh, Christian Ostrander from out west, absolute hammer on the Delta. Uh, he ended up finishing in, let's see, of course it doesn't show my one, two, three, four, five, six, seventh place in the open. He was also looked like Burning Bank fishing really shallow. So that was cool to see. I was glad to see some of that. Uh, but overall, it's kind of tough coverage to watch when it's when it's some of that stuff. So um, no fault to the anglers, of course, and and it's just kind of a tough situation. I think we're in as an industry on, on what to do from an entertainment perspective. You know, I think there's a lot to be said of that breakdown of what we were used to in growing up and watching fishing being compressed into a one to two hour show, all the action, a lot more stuff happening. Whereas now stuff has gone to live, which has been great. It's been able to learn a lot more, but it's just hard to make it interesting when it's tough and guys aren't catching them or it's guys looking at their screen, right? So anyways, just my takeaway from the Bassmaster Open this week. That has uh, been, it's been super fun to watch the Opens. I just feel like the race to the elites is something that I, as a fan, am super interested in and uh, glad to see uh, a couple of buddies over there doing very, very well. So anyways, what today's show is about is what I kind of stumbled upon in the off season as what quite possibly may be one of the best vehicles to buy for towing a bass boat. Um, very analytical when it comes to big purchases, very analytical with like every purchase and a lot of different things, but with vehicles specifically, there's a lot of back and forth in, in what I was kind of going through. So I guess I'll start with, uh, I've had a um, 3.5 liter EcoBoost for the last, I don't know, five or six years. Um, it was a 2016 uh, EcoBoost and maybe it was longer than that. Maybe I've had it for seven or eight years. But anyways, um, it was a great truck from a towing perspective when it ran for a half ton truck. We're talking half ton trucks here, which is a regular full size truck right? We're not talking about our three quarter tons or our one tons getting into the diesel category, which I think are a great option, but I'm specifically talking about half ton trucks in this, in this video, but basically 
that truck was uh, was great when it would work, and then there was just some issues that started having uh, past a hundred and hundred thousand miles, really. But especially once I got to that one thirty one forty range, there just started to be uh, some consistent issues with that motor, uh, turbo related. Just there's a lot, a slew of issues on those EcoBoosts that can occur on the three point five liter EcoBoost again. When that motor ran, it was very impressive from a fuel economy standpoint, from a, a gas motor perspective, I would get unloaded on the highway. You know, I could, I could approach that 22, uh, miles to the gallon range, something in there, um, 20, a lot in town, 17, 16, uh, unloaded when I'd put the boat on the back, you know, I'd get 12 probably fairly consistently. I mean, if I'm doing 85 on the highway or 80, uh, which is moving, um, then I might get 11 or something like that. But it, overall it towed the boat. Well, I put a lot of miles towing on that truck. Um, probably 50,000 of the, of those miles was towing at least. And so it was, uh, you know, that's a lot of wear and tear on a half ton truck. That's something else to consider, uh, with, with a tow rig when it comes to things is how often you are towing. So this time around, um, and the reason I bought a new truck was basically because that truck had left me stranded a couple of times, which is not cool, especially when you're on a boat ramp getting stranded. That also really sucks. Um, but anyways, started to have some major issues that I, and I had spent a lot of money on repairs on that truck, but finally it was going to be very, very expensive to continue. And I just didn't have the trust in the vehicle to uh to to i'm someone who has no problem running a vehicle into the two hundred thousand miles range but i just was had so many consistent issues with that truck that i just didn't feel like it was worth it to keep going with that platform so unfortunately bought a new truck which is also like kind of a a a a damper it's it's great because you have a new truck but it's also was a huge chunk of of funds that i wasn't anticipating spending and so Anyways, my whole debate on everything with this really came down to in the half ton category, it really came down to the, um, an older Tundra, Toyota Tundra, we're talking 2021 and back. So the V8 Tundras, which are well-known, super reliable, plenty of friends with a lot of miles on them. They are not good on fuel economy, but gosh, they are reliable. And my thought process was to buy one of the last of that generation, right? 2020, 2021. Also, because of the incentive from Toyota when it comes to fishing, the Toyota series, and uh, additionally, just a bunch of of tournaments. Toyota, I can't say enough about how much they have poured into the bass fishing industry, right? And so... That was a huge consideration. So I looked at those, um, even though fuel economy was rough on them, they are super reliable. They can stack up a lot of miles towing all that perspective. And if you have that within five years of the purchase, that's when it starts to kick in the dollars when it comes to, uh, tournament fishing and what Toyota has to offer from that perspective. So, and it's big money, right? I mean, we're, we're talking, if you're the only registered Toyota person in that event, um, and you finish 40, 40th or something, um, as long as it fits in the categories, you're getting a thousand dollar, a $1,500 check a lot more if it's in the elites, if it's in, um, you know, the BPT, those higher level stuff. So 
they they do a great job. So I can't say enough about that. I think that that's a huge thing when it comes to uh, our our sport as a whole is those contingency programs. I wish we saw more of that from more vehicle manufacturers too. Now, um, so I w- I'm I'm skittish. I was skittish and still am of the new motors in the Toyotas, the twin turbo V6s, very powerful motors. I went and drove some of those. And I think that uh, they're a great motor. So that is 2022 through 2024, I guess now. Um, So that gives you even more addition from the bonus bucks perspective. And there's a lot of guys running those, those trucks. But again, for me, my goal is to hold a vehicle into the 200,000 miles and the twin turbos on all of these gas uh, half ton trucks. So they went from kind of the, the V8 models and being in non, not very fuel efficient into all these twin turbos, which I experienced on the Ford, very powerful, uh, ripped the boat around. I mean, that's coming from having a, a diesel um, uh, Cummins that I felt just as powerful pulling a, a small trailer like a bass boat with that that uh, F-150 as I did with a, a full-fledged 2,500 three-quarter ton diesel pickup. And that was uh, impressive to me. But when those turbos start to have issues and all that kind of stuff past that 100, 150,000 mile mark, it just turns into a, a very expensive, very quick and unreliable. That's the other factor, right? It's like I go through a lot of landscapes that are the middle of nowhere. I can't have something that's going to die on me um, with things. And that concerned me about all these new vehicles. So um, I guess moral story is it came down to one of the older Tundras for me because I'm nervous on all these new turbos. And there's already issues on on every manufacturer that has a twin turbo half ton truck, Toyota, Dodge, Chevy, uh, Ford, all of them seem to have s- some cases of issues. And some guys have great luck with them. But again, my idea of holding a vehicle for that 200,000 mile plus range, it really came down to either one of those older Tundras, and I'm just going to eat the bullet when it comes to the fuel economy, but I'm getting something that's a little bit cheaper. It's not quite as new. Um, So I was really looking at anything between 2014 and 2021, right? From that perspective. Then the other one that caught my eye, and it really wasn't on my radar until I started doing some, some digging on it, were these new uh, Chevy or GMC 3.0 liter Duramaxes. So it's a diesel engine in a half ton truck. And that uh, piqued my interest because there's been a couple of manufacturers that have messed with those, right? So um, Dodge being one made the eco diesel, which some guys have had really good success with others. They start to have major issues with. Uh, and then Ford, I think made a, made a power stroke for a couple of years and an F one fifty as well. So they've tried this in a, in a small diesel, uh, platform when it comes to diesel, uh, in a half ton. And so Chevy started doing this in, I want to say 20, I think 2020 is when the first one kind of came out and then they did a refresh on the model in 2023, added a little more durability, a little more horsepower and torque to it. Um, but it is a three liter inline six diesel motor. And, um, to me, it fills the gap for a lot of people who maybe don't need a 2,500, a three quarter ton or a one ton truck. They're not towing 
you know, a 15,000 pound camper. They're not doing a fifth wheel. They're, they're not doing some additional heavy stuff, but maybe that 5,000 pound bass boat, um, you know, is the perfect capable thing or a trailer with, with a, with a, another boat on it or a trailer with ATVs on it or whatever it may be, or, or a small camper. Right. I mean, we're talking so the, the capabilities of half ton trucks nowadays can tow 10,000 to 15,000 pounds in some applications. Um, but generally you don't want to like hit that max all the time. Right. But anyways, this three liter motor to me, the play on it was the, uh, how fuel efficient it was. Yes. You're paying diesel. So you're paying more and you're having to pay for death on all these new vehicles, which death is a fluid to put into diesel, uh, trucks that basically, um, burns off the excess exhaust and i don't really understand it all but it basically is an environmental regulation set by the united states and a lot of guys end up deleting stuff or buying older trucks because it's a pain in the butt it's expensive and it, it over time can harm your motor but anyways this truck you know there's claims of it getting 30 miles a gallon i mean there's claims a lot higher than that but the it's rated i think at 28 30 miles a gallon on the highway unloaded um you know 20 22 25 in town um something in there and then towing a boat it's like don't really know um so that truck is what i ended up going with and that was for a couple of reasons but number one i was impressed with this this idea of having a half ton diesel and i drove one and it felt very powerful um for, for just having that difference between gas to a diesel motor but the fuel economy is really why I went after it for, I, I drive a lot for work, right. With ranch real estate stuff, just being on the highway unloaded. And then a lot of miles towing a boat and I don't have the need to tow anything crazy. Right. So this, these trucks actually have a little bit of a lower tow rating than I had anticipated. Um, if I do it over again, I wish I would have gotten with the max tow package, uh, that they, they bump up the, I think up to 13,000 pounds, whereas mine is 9,000 pounds. It's plenty adequate, but anyways, it, you've got different rear differential gearings, uh, on that, on those trucks. Um, I think they added, you can add tow mirrors, some other, some additional features that would have been nice. Uh, at the end of the day though, I also was only interested in trucks with a six and a half foot bed. And the reason for that to me, I think it makes it more stable platform going down the road. Uh, towing, having that extra foot and a half of bed space, uh, is also huge to me because I sleep in the truck topper a lot in tournament fishing season or hunting or anything else. And so having that six and a half foot bed allows that super easy, um, put a deck system in generally, and then a topper so I can have gear underneath sleep in the back of the truck. It's like the, the setup for as far as for a cheap, uh, camping rig to me, it's hard to beat it. So anyways. I went with one of these trucks. Basically, the idea was, okay, these Toyotas are great, super reliable, and maybe I'll regret it. We'll see. I've got a 100,000-mile warranty, though, so we've got some some time. But anyways, um, I went with this for the fuel economy, and it has absolutely blown uh, my expectations out of the water from that perspective. I, I legitimately, if it's a regular 70, 75 miles an hour, I can go and get 30 miles to get on the highway, unloaded 30 two thirty-three. Um if if I'm towing the boat, I've done one a uh, couple hundred mile round trip now towing the uh, 21 21 foot um Phoenix 
you know, dual axle trailer, 5,000 ish pounds, you know, with a big Yamaha on the back. And so, um, I have been super impressed with that. Now I will say this wasn't highway driving 80, right? Like this was more, this was a winding highway mountain driving at 65 probably was the average of that entire trip. But I mean, I legitimately got 19 to 20 miles to the gallon pulling the bass boat, which was incredible. And the deaf usage is what everyone kind of is concerned about. Really wasn't that bad. I, I didn't burn through a bunch of death, uh, in that, on that trip or, or really having in this truck in general. So been super impressed from a fuel economy standpoint with it, uh, pulling a bass boat. The truck seems a little narrower to me than the Ford did. Um, and definitely narrower than the Toyota Tundra. The old Tundras really are, are really wide bodied. Uh, the 10 speed transmission in it has been fantastic pulling. Um, I will say it does feel less powerful to me than the EcoBoost. Again, that EcoBoost, as far as like half ton, I think it's got the best in class, like 14,000 pound tow rating. Uh, it's got, I mean, 400 pounds of, of uh, torque. And let me see here. Yeah, it's got 400, 500, sorry, 500 foot pounds of torque, 400 horsepower. So it's, it's just got some serious go behind it. And um, it's pretty dang impressive pulling a boat when everything works right? Like I felt like I've never felt underpowered in a lot of vehicles, but that one, you just felt so secure pulling it. You could go past somebody up a hill, steep grade, no problem. Right. So, um, anyways, this, this truck to me, the diesel is very consistent with the 10 speed. It seems to shift more often. Maybe I'm just not used to that. The other, the other truck had six, uh, a six speed transmission. And so basically, uh, that was an interesting dynamic to me, kind of going up hills, the speed, uh, or just shifting more often. Right. But to me, it felt more like towing with a V8. If you've towed with a, a regular naturally aspirated V8 motor for a long period of time, they're just consistent, right? They just run, you know, they may have to hunt for a gear here and there, but they're working hard. It's just not, um, you know, you don't have as much go because there's no turbo there. Like I felt like in the eco boost, this twin turbo was really like you could pick up and go up a hill pulling something if you need to, but you, you were not, it was never not adequate, I guess is what I'm saying. And that's how I felt in this truck. I felt like this truck was a little more advanced than a regular, uh, V eight naturally aspirated half ton from that perspective, but it felt even, um, it feels, it feels better than that, but not quite to the level of the eco boost, I guess is what I'm saying. So and and that's, I mean, it makes sense, right? I mean, you look at the torque specs on the EcoBoost being 500 foot pounds and 400 horse, horsepower, whereas on the 2023 and up Chevy 1500s or the GMC 1500s, it's only 305 horsepower and 500 foot pounds of torque. So um, plenty of torque there. I mean, it's a diesel motor and uh, it does the job just fine. And I think even that, that, uh, that max tow package would do even better from that perspective. But, um, the other reason I, I chose the truck was the, the diesel, uh, just reliability on diesel motors, right? I mean, it's a, it's a straight six, which is kind of the, the namestay of the Cummins motor and all these different diesel motors of that design engine design of being a very long lasting motor. Time will tell, right? There hasn't been very many past 150, um, 150,000 miles on these. So I'm, I'm interested to see, and certainly, I'm uh, happy to have my warranty 
with any issues, but so far it's been, it's been a great truck. I've got about 5,000 miles on it at this point. And, um, I really think that it's a, it fills a need for a lot of guys in the bass fishing world. I think at the end of the day, if you can afford and want to have that additional, um, 2,500 size, that, that three quarter ton to one ton size truck, or maybe you pull horse trailers or a big camp or other things in addition, like there's no doubt, like that's going to be even more adequate, better than, than everything else. Is it needed? I, in my opinion, not necessarily. Uh, but there is something to be said for just, again, less wear and tear on half ton trucks. I plan on just, um, especially with the top, I don't have a topper yet, but that's the the plan, the topper and the deck system. I keep a floor jack in the back. Like my truck bed's fairly heavy all the time, which a is nice to have, uh, in the snow. Um, I mean, I'm in four a lot of the time, but it's just not having weight in that back in the snow is, is, is helpful or having that weight rather. Um, all that stuff adds pretty significant weight to those springs. I noticed on the Ford, my spring started to get fairly saggy with the top or the deck system, all the tools in there and pulling with a boat trailer on the back that those, uh, rear shocks would, would definitely, uh, those rear springs were flexed pretty hard. And so, um, I plan on doing probably some of that with this truck just to, to save, uh, have more um, rigidity in the rear when towing, especially with all that weight, extra weight in the back being the topper and all that stuff. I mean, toppers, 400 pounds deck system with tools in it's probably another two, 300. So just consistently already you're, you're, you've got a lot of weight. So, um, that's my take on everything. Uh, just wanted to, to say that it's been a, a great truck so far and wanted to put it out there for people who are maybe in the market for a new vehicle. Just my take the reason I went for that, um, nothing against any other brands or anything else wanted to try this. And so far it's, it's been great. And who's to say, I may not change if we've got major issues, but as of now, uh, I've been impressed with it. Diesel motor. I'm hoping to run it to two, 300,000 miles. would love to get that out of it. Um, and, uh, yeah. So with that folks, we've got some fantastic guests, uh, coming up. Stay tuned everything we've got going. It is also the first week of fantasy fishing over on the serious angler show. We are doing our typical, um, fantasy fishing shows for the Bassmaster elite series. Excited to get that rolling this upcoming week cord. I believe when this comes out, we'll be recording that night. So tune into all that stuff. Thanks again, uh, for staying with me and, uh, Hopefully you are getting out on the water here soon. It's February. And if you live in a place lucky enough to get out and fish in February, go do it. So with that, have a good one, folks.